Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. All right, we're on the air. I'm on the air. Well, nice. What's been going on, dudes? Nothing much. We got Seek coming up. You guys, you guys going to Seek, Roberto? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing the missionary team's got a great layout for it. With kind of, we're on the up with all the mitigations for the state and area and everything like that. But I think they got like, we, I think we signed up about like fifty or sixty students or so, um, which I was thrilled with. Um, and so I don't even know all of the the details, but I'm slated for like a couple masses for them and confessions and stuff, stuff like that. So I'm fired up about it. You? Sam. Yeah, we had a little pep rally last night with a few of the kids that are focused was kind of testing out their platform a week in advance. And we, we just got on the call on Zoom early with our UIC kids and they, uh, I think it was a good thing they tested the platform because like 500 people got on and then all of a sudden everybody else was getting kicked off. Um, mm. It's a pretty big thing to move an entire gigantic national conference online. Um, but it seems like it's going to be cool. Um, and we're, we too are trying to have a little bit of a hybrid thing. We got a similar amount of kids signed up. But Seek is always so baller. Yeah, I'm glad they're doing. I'm glad they're doing something yeah. in spite of all the restrictions. So a lot of the universities here in Georgia are doing, yeah, I guess the little hybrid combo. But they're each university is kind of finding their own place to get together as a university, maybe off campus or something, and then they're doing some of the events, some of the talks together. But that way, there's still an in-person component, but then they're also a part of the bigger Seek conference as well. Are y'all doing something like that? Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there are some students who are purely virtual, you know, okay. that, that are not uh, yeah. leaving home. But um, there are some that, yeah, will be in in person and able to. We're going to offer kind of, you know, how they do adoration and confession one mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. We're going to open that up because we, I mean, with liturgical stuff it's pretty easy to keep it safe i mean we've been mm-hmm. doing that for, for months now um it's a little harder with small group eating stuff like that so we have to be more tight but um there's ways to do it it'll be pretty cool that's pretty amazing yeah i wonder how many people they get nationally for the entire thing for the whole conference it's got to be a lot i mean having it virtual has the benefit of you don't need to travel so scheduling is either easier and it's cheaper so mm-hmm. it's maybe a little less alluring because of of uh being online but i don't know that's the one silver lining of all this virtual stuff is that i think it makes it accessible to a lot of people that it wouldn't normally be accessible to so that's true you know? the yeah the downside i heard this on the news the other night um this is not at all about seek but my sister kind of tipped me off to this a few months ago and i've been i feel very strongly about it but i'm i'm very wor- worried about the notion of snow days as well 
Have mm-hmm. you guys heard any of this? Because the whole thing now is like, oh, we don't need a snow day because we can just bump it to like an online day. Oh, but, oh my gosh. I didn't even right? think about that. Yeah. But I this uh, it was a local news channel I was watching and they had taken a snow day and the superintendent was like, no, we are still going to have snow days, which I was glad to hear. Nice. But I would like I would sign a petition <laughs> or something like that. Snow days are important. And there's a very unique. I don't know if it's like a psychology or or what to the snow day, but all of a sudden you're free for a day, man. And yes. people need that. <clears throat> I think yes. Katie Katie Dornboss might have sent us an email that they did a snow day even though they were I'm gonna have to look back and even though they were online yeah I oh think that wow that's epic it's so snowy I can't get out of my bed and turn my computer on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude totally snow days I could not agree with you more, Rob. I, I would be willing to die on that hill. I yep. would. They mean they mean a lot. They're special. They're very special. Have we talked about snow days before on the on the cast? You mentioned Georgia Snow Day. I think I named it an episode Georgia Snow Day when this all started because that's a metaphor you use for COVID. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah. That's right. I was not to COVID is all encompassing and I don't want to talk about it, but, um, it was I, this week I was reflecting on early on when we, even when we had Baron on and he's like, we're never going to forget the Lent of 2020 and we're almost in Lent again. And it's still <laughs> the Lent of 2020. <laughs> You're like at the beginning. They're like, okay, the stay at home is two weeks. We'll see what happens. We'll reevaluate after two weeks. <laughs> now I'm like, um, I'm, I'm optimistic about next school year. It's January. I'm like optimistic, but it might be the, you know, 2022. And yeah. It's your, your concept of time. It yeah, it's it changed. Is. But I am optimistic about next school year. I, I think I think we'll be back at it. I think see I'm you gotta not, name it, dude. You gotta manifest your desire to the universe. That's the secret. Speak speak your energy out into the universe. Cubs World Series in person again, Wrigley Redux. <laughs> there I said it. I said it out. Biggest, yeah. Yeah, another rally in Grant Park that's the seventh biggest human gathering in history. <laughs> in the cosmos. And I'm instead not of, instead of giving each other viruses, by being together, that's actually the cure for the virus because we oh, all are sharing you, just have, you just have to spread love. Yeah. That's it. Mm, mm. That's well, the answer. The kingdom that's of God is coming. I'm not, but I think it's just a defense mechanism of like, it's just been long enough. It's like, nope, it'll be when it'll be. I'm not, I can't, I can't go down the road of like, hey, let's just get to this point. You know, I, I don't know. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm dead inside. I'm dead. I'm a, I'm a I'm hollow person. <laughs> I uh, haven't felt anything for months. So yeah. <laughs> kind of bliss to be honest. <laughs> On the upside, I'm more productive than ever. Yeah. I'm a great <laughs> listener. I just blankly stare at people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, well, one thing you can do <clears throat> is uh, what you can do. And there, there are certain things within the restrictions that um, are still possible. Let's kind of go back to the Rat Disneyland thing. The other night, <clears throat> for instance, an old friend of mine from 
my last parish invited me to play hockey outside <clears throat> and I did that and there were it was like men's pickup hockey with moderate pads and there were like goalies there and ice it was hockey cool. ice hockey it was super fun oh, and yeah, it's gosh, so dude. much fun I've been longing to play basketball and stuff and there was there was uh this rec league I was in last year for basketball that got canceled in the middle of the season because <clears throat> of COVID and email started up like, Oh, they're opening it back up. But, oh, but you have to wear masks the whole time. So we don't want to do that. And I was like, I'll wear a mask. I want to play basketball, but we couldn't get a team together. But then this hockey thing kind of happened and it's pretty sweet. So that's going to be a regular weekly thing. Hopefully. Fun, um, man. Very cool. Yeah. So, so honestly, that was very, the next day of praying, I was like, this is very uplifting to just have the prospect of fun, physical exercise in mm -hmm. my, because the gym is just a drag with all the spacing and the, and the masks and you can't go for runs because it's freezing cold. Yeah. Dang. So man. something fun. I'm, I'm happy about that. Well, and, and just doing like a team sport as well. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I do miss playing ice hockey up there in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Man, we would do uh, a little bit of that. Yeah, out on the pond on the lake at Mundelein. Good yeah, that gravy. was fun. That was very special. I had never mm -hmm. really done anything like that before, but skating out in the open, um, having it be freezing cold outside, and then you're sweating because you're mm -hmm. like skating so hard. And yeah, that was a blast, man. It's a very tiring sport when you're out of shape. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> who was the, who was the amazing speed skater for the Americans? Yoko Ono. I was just gonna say Yoko Ono, but it's not. It's that's Apollo. Not. It's Apollo. Apollo Ono. Yoko Apollo? Ono is John Lennon's wife. Oh, John Lennon's wife. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I so to say that. Does John Apollo Lennon? Ono? Does he speed skate? Who, John Lennon? Yeah. No, uh, I think his uh, brother-in-law, Apollo Ono, speed oh, skates. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, see, yeah, that's what I got it confused with. Yeah. What yeah. were you saying about Apollo? Oh, nothing. This is that he's a speed skater. He's a great American <laughs> speed skater. Yeah. That's it. And Speaking who, of speed skating, uh, it was funny at the seminary when the winter Olympics happened and all the Polish guys were really into ski jump because there was one Polish guy who was like, <laughs> I think he got the silver or the gold in, in ski jump. But it was just funny being American because we kind of expect like we're, we got to have a chance at every sport, you know, but a lot of countries with smaller populations or niche things are like, we win at this one thing weightlifting yeah, or wrestling thing but ski jump that's so that's a funny sport to even exist ski jump and i could see them all just cheering for it yeah did you um, ever see the interview with the irish rower rowers in the summer olympics in rio no i'll throw no. that in the show notes oh gosh it was funny these these irish rowers i think they got silver uh in rowing but ireland's small country to have a silver medal in anything is pretty dope and they were like stars stars back home the whole country was watching them row and uh they and it got interviewed like via satellite by an irish news station and they were like yeah we're kind of jealous of you guys like it's fun and stuff 
winning, but we kind of want to be at the party and <laughs> classic <laughs> Irish. It's so funny. That's amazing. Well, Rob, I know you've been on uh, been on the old quarantine. What's uh, what's 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 been some of the ups and downs? Uh, what have you been up to? Um. Well, this round has been tougher in a way, just because it's you know January in Illinois, so it's cold outside. So mm-hmm. I have gone a little. I've had a little bit of cabin fever, not being able to, um, to get out. And I guess just for the listener, I actually I did not have covid i um just was like what they call it an exposure to somebody so um anyway quarantined like they said to do which is all good and but it's been it's been very nice honestly it's been like restful and have prayed uh quite a bit and read a lot and then each day like it ends up probably being like a couple hours what i mean i would call like office work or something like that you know still stuff is still coming into the office and you know got a funeral coming up like you know got that planned and little things like that so it's not totally um disconnected at at all um but i mean it's the same it's the same type of i think fruits from like the the longer stay at home stuff in in the spring or just i don't know what i feel like the lord's been trying to teach me for my entirety, the entirety of my life of like, Hey, it's not what you do that, you know, is your identity or the core of, of your person. It's just, you know, you can still, um, like, yeah, very much be with me in this, in this time and everything. So I don't know. I mean, nothing, um, huge really, but kind of with a positive light on it, like a positive spin, on it um it has been kind of a nice little like yeah just reset um time to uh chill go a little bit a little bit slower so but i don't have any like kind of thorough reflections on the time yet prayer's been good um i got spiritual direction coming up actually which i think will be really good and um no man it's i would say overall though it's kind of it just feels um yeah, like a piece of the overall, I don't know if it's like trajectory or just kind of place in the last um, few months of getting able to reflect of, man, I've learned, I, I kind of like pin everything to the last like six months or so, just because that's when I moved and became a pastor, things like that. And I have learned a lot. And I just, yeah, I'm, I feel like a different person in in a lot of ways, which is kind of, um, cool. And, and so to be able to reflect on, on that has been, um, has been good. Yeah. I would say that's been then very positive, but it's kind of this overall thing of like, there's ups and downs, there's frustrations, there's stuff that I just don't get. And you're like, Oh man, this is just kind of a hard position that there's not really like, it's, it's not like a win-win option here in different situations um but it's also being able to reflect on like man i'm i'm like sincerely really happy um right now with life and um like really am just yeah like being a priest and um 
everything. So that's that's a cool that's a cool thing. I guess maybe that's deepened this week or just like allowed the time to just kind of sit with that, which has been nice. That is very cool. And you have that sweet chapel in your rectory, man. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Thankful for that. Dude, that's gotta be awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So when you don't podcast, what's your what's your morning routine during quarantine? Sleep till noon. <laughs> Sleep till noon. Um yeah, just potato chips, tons of potato chips. Watch a lot of <laughs> watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> um yeah, YouTube from two to four. And then it's, I, good to put a boundary. It's, it's good to put a boundary on it. Yeah. Then I then I do morning prayer. Um and then <laughs> three in the afternoon four in the afternoon. Yeah. No, I get up. I mean I do I saw I like seven thirty eight get up. Uh usually pray in in the morning, but leisurely. I mean you got you got time, you know. Um say mass before before lunch. Um yeah. I, I did watch the movie um Green Book the the other day um so i've watched a, a few movies this week but green book was i thought it was pretty pretty good have you guys seen that no i've heard of it though i haven't heard of it nor seen it okay so it's got um both actors were really good and i cannot remember the one guy's name he's in the the third season of of true detective um but it's about this african-american like piano player true story that goes on this tour in the deep South. Um, yeah. yeah. And his driver is this, um, white guy from, I think Brooklyn. And, but the driver, you know who it is, is, uh, Aragorn is Vito Mortensen or is that his name? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, That's great. And he, it's one of the, both actors were like phenomenal in, in this movie. Um, and it was, it was just very good, but, uh, Aragorn, is like this kind of hard-hitting Italian dad. He's got a couple kids. Um, just kind of like kind of an all-hustle type um, scrappy guy. And he's like just overweight and eats too much and says it how it is. It's one of the most endearing characters that I've seen in a long time. Like he was, he was so good in, in the movie. And it was weird because it was Aragorn as well. And you're like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, but I enjoyed that. That was that was probably my favorite movie of of quarantine. Besides, I, I, I did watch I watched The Godfather, but that's just always going to be top notch <laughs> as well. Which I appreciated the little clip that you sent me. Mm, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I have heard of that movie. I, yeah, I haven't been able to see it, but but I have heard of that movie. Um, so from a couple years ago, huh? I've heard of the Green Book too. The Green Book was the uh, it was published like so that black people, when they went to the Deep South, knew like what towns Where to, to stay, avoid. I think, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Wow, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. Um, but it was it was a cool story, good movie. Maybe just to throw something out there here. We got a few minutes left, but something that. Um, He's the president of Franciscan University. Um, his name's Father Dave. I don't know his last name, but um, I met him just briefly through a thing with Legatus. And I think he's the guy that did the Wild Goose series, maybe, um, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is very good. Anyway, this guy seemed, he seemed awesome. I heard him give a talk and everything, but 
uh, he had this quote, I think a monk told him one time or something, but he, he threw it out there and he was like, purgatory is full of people who did more than God asked. And I was like, that's an interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe like in a stretch like this for me, like it's, it's kind of like going back to, to that, uh, it reminded me of like a, a priest, the guy I did my deacon assignment with. So he's definitely been like a friend and mentor to me. Um, but he would, it's might've been on his ordination card, but he'll always say like God's will, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And so I have thought about that a little bit. Nothing, I mean, no, again, no big reflection on it, but it's like, dang, it's it's tough to stay in that place of like, just God's will. That's it. Like nothing less, but nothing more either. And just like stay right there. And maybe that's something I haven't really reflected on from this week, but I can feel when I start to scheme and like plan in my own mind, which can be fun. I'm not saying it's all bad versus just like trying to be in tune with what the Lord is willing today. So I don't know if that relates to you guys at all, but uh, I feel like I need that reminder every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, nothing, nothing else. else. I love that. Um, I, know, I was talking with a, a young guy yesterday, and I, I guess to a similar, um, maybe like a similar note is we were talking about the difficulty of um, the ability to accept what God has for you, but then the difference of just accepting what he has for you, but then also the difference between accepting it and then also choosing what he has for you as well. And that, you know, similarly, it's like, okay, this is, this is God's will and I want to hold on to him. He's going to, he's going to pull me wherever I need to go. Um, but the question is, is, am I going to like dig my heels in and try to do this thing my own way? Uh, and he's just going to have to drag me along or am I going to cooperate with him? Am I going to choose the things that God is actually choosing for me instead of, you know, like resentfully like, Oh, fine, (laughs) fine. I guess I have to do this. I guess I have to do that. I guess I have to go on quarantine instead of choosing like, okay, no, actually this is an active gift from you and, and choosing to be with it. And it's a really helpful image that came up as we were talking. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever done water skiing before. Um, Mm. But if you're not a great water skier, but you're very persistent uh, and you can persevere, then as the, as the boat drags you to try and lift you up, you you know, if if you don't pop up with the motion of the boat on top of the water and like right on top of the water ski where the boat's going, you just get drugged through the water <laughs> and you need to let go <laughs> potentially drown. <laughs> it's like, this is not fun. <laughs> I did that the first couple of times you like my reflex is like <laughs> the skis are flying off you because the, of the water resistance and you're just dragging yeah. behind this boat on your stomach. <laughs> just drug along this water shooting into your nose. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like your your bathing suit's potentially getting ripped off. <laughs> By the end of it, you're just doing this like one hand hold on and your and your skis are getting ripped off your feet and And there's some part of you that in your lizard brain is like, This is still I'm still getting up. Dude, this, we got a chance. <laughs> oh, you're saying there's a chance. And that's that's kinda how I feel a lot of times. Uh is like, okay, yeah, this is this is God's will. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing. <laughs> we're doing. I just need to hold on. <laughs> it's like just drowning there. Like, Lord, is this what you want? <laughs> it's because I love you. <laughs> but then the difference between actually choosing to go where He's taking you, which is like you know that popping up on the water and actually choosing to be with Him uh, instead of just kind of holding on and being drugged through God's plan for life for you, um, actually choosing to cooperate with it. And then, and then it actually becomes fun and, and, and actually easier and more enjoyable. Easy. And there's yeah. actually more freedom. Like you can actually scoot from side to side and, and all these different things that, that came along with that image. But, but that takes like an active, I have to let go of what I want and actually choose what you're giving me right now, God. Um, and just that difference of like passively sitting back and just saying like, well, I guess this is God's will. And then, but then actually saying like, no, I, I want to choose to make a gift of myself in this moment that you've given me as well. Um, I don't know why, but that recognizing that I do have that part of my heart and my soul that needs to, to choose, to choose it as well. Um, has, that's kind of like been a, a really big thing for me lately um, that I, I don't want to just accept what God has, but I, I actually want to receive it and then choose to cooperate with it as well so that I'm I'm also choosing his will, not just being drug along with it, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Yeah, makes a lot of really good sense. I love that image. Yeah, Isn't that's that hilarious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It. That it just kind of spurred in me. I've been, uh, we had to do some stuff for, um, the Easter liturgies here. Just, I think it's, I think it's across the, the board, but like Ash Wednesday, it's in the, in the U.S., it's going to be like, uh, sprinkled ashes on top of the head. Did you guys get that thing? Yeah. I think it was Cardinal Sarah, um, or maybe Archbishop Roach or something. But, um, anyway, like we, we were kind of just laying stuff out for, for that. It makes me really had enough lectors and blah 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 um on on that but just looking at that i've been prepping a couple of the homilies for that week just so holy week it doesn't get too busy and i look back at this old homily i gave from a couple years ago on easter and i used a a thing from it was a barren homily but he said one of the he was talking about the fruits of easter or like the um like i guess the the repercussions of easter and I love this this image because I don't know what scripture he's talking about, but he, he said that um, because of Easter, the tyrant's day is done. The tyrant's day is done. And I really like that um, because I guess I just read that like very much as that's not like a outwardly out there type statement. That's like within us is that like the tyrant of the evil one or just like self-accusation whatever it is it's actually a fruit of easter that just 
kills that. I mean, it, it conquers, it conquers that. And so I like that, that whole, that whole notion of, of thinking about that, of like, no, in everything in this, and it's like paradoxical because it oftentimes, I think in today's world, it just looks like the little, the little way of Therese is like, well, you can choose to love the person like right in front of you or embrace this thing, quarantine or whatever it is in, in front of you. Um, but if you do that with, with actual grace, like that literally conquers the tyranny of whatever, like earning your worth or your identity in being what you do or, or whatever it is. So I don't know. It just kind of hit there. I like the image a lot of being drugged through the water, rejoicing in God's will as your lungs are being filled with water and drowning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> God's just like, let go and let's start again. Yeah, it's okay. It's like, no, this is what you want. You did this. <laughs> You're dying. Suffering pleases the Lord. <laughs> this is because I love you. <laughs> no, I yeah, like that. Uh, you're gone, Connor. It reminds me of uh, the rules of grace from uh, Gerald May's Addiction and Grace, that, that uh, grace always exists, it's always available, and it's always victorious. And these rules we have to learn through acts of trust, sometimes renouncing things that aren't God's will, sometimes trusting God's will in spite of suffering it might entail. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> his master image of the Exodus, you go out into the desert and the water springs up in the desert. You have mm. to... You have to let go of some stuff that is tempting, uh, but also uh, let God provide for you. And that I think is such a Catholic way of looking at grace that sin is not sin is uh, <clears throat> not so a solvable problem, but it's not irresistible. That with God's grace, especially in the sacramental economy after Easter. You know, we're st we believe we're still free even after the fall, even though concupiscence is there, and we will tend to be the failed water skier. But with the aid of grace, like at every moment, you could be at total rock bottom, wandering from God in the land of unlikeness, and grace is there. It's available to you if you ask for it, and it will always win against the tyrant of the mm -hmm. evil one and sin, and even your own history and wounds. Um, and that's, it's just a fact on the ground that we have to learn and the lie that, no, I'm such a sinner or this situation is too complicated for God to do anything in, um, is, is so obviously false, but <clears throat> it's easy to fall for. Yeah. Well, Rob, I like what you said as well, because it takes, um, it, it takes living in the freedom of, of, of Christ within our person and it, it puts it in the, the supernatural, like it's proper context where when you reject the evil one, when you are open to God's grace, when you affirm your identity and live in your identity as a son of the father and uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, like it's not just a mental game. That's actually a fruit of the resurrection and the grace of Christ. And, and so we're not, you're not just talking to yourself there. You're allowing God's victory to become present and you're living in it, which that's a totally different thing than giving yourself a prep, a pep talk or like trying to make yourself feel good. It's like, no, no, no. There's an objective reality that God is victorious 
and that's where I'm going to chill. That's where I'm going to be. And so, you know, that, that Karchi question, it was the blessed Trinity, uh, a reality in the donut line. Like there's God's resurrection becoming real and taking flesh, you know, alone in your room when nobody else is there, his resurrection still is bearing fruit. Well, speaking of donut lines, I gotta, I gotta go hit the grind, dudes. <laughs> Are you going to a donut line? I wish. <laughs> hey, well, here's I think here's what we got to today, Connor. Just like work harder, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. try harder, try harder, work smarter. Don't work, let go. How about work smarter and harder? Wow. Whoa. That That's, just could, blew my mind. That that old <laughs> That's the old Catholic both end. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right. dudes. All right. Well, praying for you on quarantine, Rob. Hopefully, hey, it's, thanks. Uh, when, is it, when is it over? I get. To, I have uh, confessions and mass tomorrow night. Um, oh, sweet. At the, yeah, so I'm back. Pretty much. Pretty much. Woo-hoo. And then y'all will jump in to seek all next week, huh? Yep. Well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Okay. At the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, rocking. Well, I hope everything yep. goes well for you guys. Maybe we'll get another cast in beforehand, but if not, mm-hmm. definitely praying for y'all. Like it. Cool, Roger. Yo. Love you guys. Peace. Yeah. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.